Today is December the 10th, and you're listening to the Reading Through the Bible Together podcast. My name is Blake Farley, and today's Old Testament reading comes to us from Amos chapters 1 through 3. And as always, we are reading out of the NLT, the New Living Translation. Amos chapter 1, beginning with verse 1. This message was given to Amos, a shepherd from the town of Tekoa in Judah. He received this message in visions two years before the earthquake, when Uzziah was king of Judah and Jeroboam II, the son of Joash, was king of Israel. This is what he saw and heard. The Lord's voice will roar from Zion and thunder from Jerusalem. The lush pastures of the shepherds will dry up. The grass on Mount Carmel will wither and die. This is what the Lord says. The people of Damascus have sinned again and again, and I will not let them go unpunished. They beat down my people in Gilead as grain is threshed with iron sledges. So I will send down fire on King Heziel's palace, and the fortress of King Ben-Hadad will be destroyed. I will break down the gates of Damascus, and I will slaughter the people in the valley of Avon. I will destroy the ruler in Beth-Eden, and the people of Aram will go as captives of Ker, says the Lord. This is what the Lord says. The people of Gaza have sinned again and again, and I will not let them go unpunished. They sent whole villages into exile, selling them as slaves to Edom. So I will send down fire on the walls of Gaza, and all its fortresses will be destroyed. I will slaughter the people of Ashdod and destroy the king of Eshkelon. Then I will turn to attack Ekron, and the few Philistines still left will be killed, says the Sovereign Lord. This is what the Lord says. The people of Tyre have sinned again and again, and I will not let them go unpunished. They broke their treaty of brotherhood with Israel, selling whole villages as slaves to Edom. So I will send down fire on the walls of Tyre, and all its fortresses will be destroyed. This is what the Lord says. The people of Edom have sinned again and again, and I will not let them go unpunished. They chased down their relatives, the Israelites, with swords, showing them no mercy. In their rage, they slashed them continually and were unrelenting in their anger. So I will send down fire on Timon, and the fortresses of Bozrah will be destroyed. This is what the Lord says. The people of Amnon have sinned again and again, and I will not let them go unpunished. When they attacked Gilead to extend their borders, they ripped open pregnant women with their swords. So I will send down fire on the walls of Rabbah, and all its fortresses will be destroyed. The battle will come upon them with shouts, like a whirlwind in a mighty storm, and their king and his princes will go into exile together, says the Lord. Chapter 2, beginning with verse 1. This is what the Lord says. The people of Moab have sinned again and again, and I will not let them go unpunished. They desecrated the bones of Edom's king, burning them to ashes. So I will send down fire on the land of Moab, and all the fortresses in Kiriath will be destroyed. The people will fall in the noise of battle, as the warriors shout and the ram's horns sounds. And I will destroy their king and slaughter all their princes, says the Lord. This is what the Lord says. The people of Judah have sinned again and again, and I will not let them go unpunished. They have rejected the instruction of the Lord, refusing to obey his decrees. They have been led astray by the same lies that deceived their ancestors. So I will send down fire on Judah, and all the fortresses of Jerusalem will be destroyed. This is what the Lord says. The people of Israel have sinned again and again, and I will not let them go unpunished. They sell honorable people for silver and poor people for a pair of sandals. They trample helpless people in the dust and shove the oppressed out of the way. Both father and son sleep with the same woman, corrupting my holy name. 
At their religious festivals, they lounge in clothing, their debtors put up as security. In the house of their gods, they drink wine, bought with unjust, unjust fines. But as my people watched, I destroyed the Amorites. Though they were as tall as cedars and as strong as oaks, I destroyed the fruit on their branches and dug out their roots. It was I who rescued you from Egypt and led you through the desert for forty years, so you could possess the land of the Amorites. I chose some of your sons to be prophets and others to be Nazarites. Can you deny this, my people of Israel? asked the Lord. But you caused the Nazarites to sin by making them drink wine, and you commanded the prophets, Shut up! So I will make you groan like a wagon loaded down with sheaves of grain. Your fastest runners will not get away. The strongest among you will become weak. Even mighty warriors will be unable to save themselves. The archers will not stand their ground. The swiftest runners won't be fast enough to escape. Even those riding horses won't be able to save themselves. On that day, the most courageous of your fighting men will drop their weapons and run for their lives, says the Lord. Chapter 3, beginning with verse 1. Listen to this message that the Lord has spoken against you, O people of Israel, against the entire family I rescued from Egypt. From among all the families on the earth, I have been intimate with you alone. That is why I must punish you for all your sins. Can two people walk together without agreeing on the direction? Does a lion ever roar in a thicket without first finding a victim? Does a young lion growl in its den without first catching its prey? Does a bird ever get caught in a, tra- in a trap that has no bait? Does a trap spring shut when there's nothing to catch? When the ram's horns blows a warning, shouldn't the people be alarmed? Does the disaster come to a city unless the Lord planned it? Indeed, the sovereign Lord never does anything until he reveals his plans to his servants, the prophets. The lion has roared, so who isn't frightened? The sovereign Lord has spoken, so who can refuse to proclaim his message? Announce this to the leaders of Philistia and to the great ones of Egypt. Take your seats now on the hills around Samaria and witness the chaos and oppression in Israel. My people have forgotten how to do right, says the Lord. Their fortresses are filled with wealth taken by theft and violence. Therefore, says the sovereign Lord, an enemy is coming. He will surround them and shatter their defenses. Then he will plunder all their fortresses. This is what the Lord says. A shepherd who tries to rescue a sheep from a lion's mouth will recover only two legs or a piece of an ear. So it will be for the Israelites in Samaria lying on luxurious beds and for the people of Damascus reclining on couches. Now listen to this and announce it throughout all Israel, says the Lord, the Lord God of heaven's armies. On the very day I punish Israel for its sins, I will destroy the pagan altars at Bethel. The horns of the altar will be cut off and fall to the ground, and I will destroy the beautiful homes of the wealthy, their winter mansions and their summer houses too, all their palaces filled with ivory, says the Lord. That concludes our Old Testament reading, moving into the New Testament. Revelation chapter 2, verses 1 through 17. Write this letter to the angel of the church in Ephesus. This is the message from the one who holds the seven stars in his right hand, the one who walks among the seven gold lampstands. And as a reminder, uh, interjecting here a little bit, yesterday uh, the book of Revelation told us what the seven stars were and what the seven gold lampstands were. So the seven stars represent the seven angels uh, who are assigned to each of these seven churches, and the seven gold lampstands lamp stands rather uh, are the the churches themselves. So when it says that, that's what it means. Verse two. This is Jesus speaking. I know all the things you do. I have seen your hard work and your patient endurance. I know you don't tolerate evil people. You have examined the claims of those who say they are apostles but are not. You have discovered they are liars. 
You have patiently suffered for me without quitting. But I have this complaint against you. You don't love me or each other as you did at first. Look how far you have fallen. Turn back to me and do the works you did at first. If you don't repent, I will come and remove your lampstand from its place among the churches. But this is in your favor. You hate the evil deeds of the Nicolaitans, just as I do. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. To everyone who is victorious, I will give fruit from the tree of life in the paradise of God. Write this letter to the angel of the church in Samaria. This is the message from the one who is the first and the last, who was dead but is now alive. I know about your suffering and your poverty, but you are rich. I know the blasphemy of those opposing you. And they say they are Jews, but they are not, because their synagogue belongs to Satan. Don't be afraid of what you are about to suffer. The devil will throw some of you into prison to test you. You will suffer for ten days, but if you remain faithful, even when facing death, I will give you the crown of life. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. Whoever is victorious will not be harmed by the second death. Write this letter to the angel of the church in Paragam. This is the message from the one with the sharp two-edged sword. I know that you live in the city where Satan has his throne, yet you have remained loyal to me. You refused to deny me when Antipas, my faithful witness, was martyred among you there in Satan's city. But I have a few complaints against you. You tolerate some among you whose teaching is like that of Balaam, who showed Balak how to trip up the people of Israel. He taught them to sin by eating food, offered to idols, and by committing sexual sin. In a similar way, you have come to Nicolaitans among you who follow the same teaching. Repent of your sin, or I will come to you suddenly and fight against them with the sword of my mouth. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. To everyone who is victorious, I will give some of the manna that has been hidden away in heaven. And I will give to each one a white stone, and on the stone will be engraved a new name that no one understands except the one who receives it. That concludes our New Testament reading. Moving into our Proverbs reading, Proverbs chapter 29, verses 19 and 20. Words alone will not discipline a servant. The words may be understood, but they are not heeded. There is more hope for a fool than for someone who speaks without thinking. And finally, we will be reading Psalm 129 in a posture of prayer. This is the 129th Psalm, a song for pilgrims ascending to Jerusalem, beginning with verse 1. From my earliest youth, my enemies have persecuted me. Let all Israel repeat this. From my earliest youth, my enemies have persecuted me, but they have never defeated me. My back is covered with cuts, as if a farmer had plowed long furrows, But the Lord is good. He has cut me free from the ropes of the ungodly. May all who hate Jerusalem be turned back in a shameful defeat. May they be as useless as grass on a rooftop, turning yellow when only half-grown, ignored by the harvester, despised by the binder. And may those who pass by refuse to give them this blessing. The Lord bless you. We bless you in the Lord's name. Father, uh, may we bless people as you have blessed us, namely in the way that you've blessed those of us who believe in Jesus, Lord, freeing us from the penalty of sin that we owed, giving us the Holy Spirit to overcome the power of sin in our lives now, and Lord, the promise that one day we will be without sin at all. There will be no presence of sin, which means there will be no presence of death and sickness. Lord, thank you for this glorious hope and this glorious blessing we have in Christ. May we go out and bless others in likewise ways. 
It's in your name we pray. Amen. Well, friends, thank you so much for joining me for today's reading, and I hope to see you back here tomorrow as we continue our journey reading through the Bible together.